afternoon, my Conscious Co-Creators. Welcome to a special edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Um, yes, uh, just uh, had my show last hour, my regularly scheduled show, and we're doing another one because, and you know, I would only do this for really special guests, and I got a <laughs> special guest in studio today who I'll introduce in a moment, but at first, of course, I can't start a show without my quotes of the day. I mean, I did a couple of quotes of the day already, so these could be... No, well, actually, did I use yesterday's or today's? I forget. So these might be one day old, but they're still wonderful quotes, and I'm sure you're going to love them. So let's get started with our quotes from the universe and from Abraham. First, from the universe. One of the most comforting thoughts of all is knowing that all roads lead home. Even more comforting is understanding that you never left from all of us back home the universe. Uh, quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. There's so much fun. I guess trying to remember, you know, and, and it's interesting because I do know a lot of people who often think, oh, I come from someplace else. I'm looking to get back home. And the truth is we are home. This is our home, regardless of where we may feel we come from, uh, whether we feel like we're aliens on this planet for now this is home there is no other place so welcome back home you never left mm -hmm. let's see what abraham says you have heard of buyer's remorse it really could be accurately called desirer's remorse desirer's remorse is having a desire but not maintaining the vib vibrational frequency of it you are letting the reality that you are observing control your vibrational atmosphere and therefore you are not staying up to speed with your own desire. Your desire isn't wrong. You didn't make a mistake. You just didn't stay up to speed with your desire. Abraham. Interesting. A very interesting quote. This is one I, I haven't really seen before. Um... I mean, Abraham often talks about vibrational frequency and staying in alignment um, with things. But in staying alignment with our desires, you know, and this kind of relates to the quote from the prior show as well about sort of feeling that resistance. So why do we feel a resistance? Why are, are we not feeling so good about a desire we have? Because we've fallen out of alignment with it we're not really keeping up to it and i'm sure many of you out there have experienced this where you you know you wanted i don't know a larger apartment a bigger house and you kind of get in there and then it's like it doesn't feel quite as good as you thought it would because you're not keeping up with the vibrational frequency of this new environment of this house or maybe it's a relationship, or maybe it's a location. It, it, it's not about the physical thing. It's about how we feel inside. And, and that was what our prior quote was really about, was about feeling good about and, and staying in alignment. And this very much in, in the same vein of, you know, how good do you feel about your desires? How good do you feel about these things, which will come your way, um, they just might not be here yet. So, um, and it, and it's good just to remember that, you know, it's all here. We're all home. So two kind of interesting quotes from the universe and from Abraham. Um, and of course, we'll have more quotes for you next week. So now uh, it is my pleasure as I flip the camera around and focus us <laughs> on Itzhak to introduce to you Itzhak Biri. Itzhak bridges many sacred indigenous traditions entrusted to him with a relevant and present-day shamanic approach to living in our digital age. He empowers people around the world to connect to their innate shamanic gifts. He shares the conviction that we are all shamans and are able to interact and learn from the unseen and seen worlds in order to live in balance with our communities, with nature, and most importantly, with ourselves. Um, Itzhak has been initiated into um, several shamanic traditions, 
I'm not even going to try and pronounce these because I know <laughs> I'm going to screw them up. Um, and he is also author of the new book, The Gift of Shamanism, Visionary Power, Ayahuasca Dreams, and Journeys to Other Realms. And we are very happy for his return to the Conscious Consultant Hour. I'm Welcome, so, Itzak. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's good to see you here, especially after what you just told me before the show started. <laughs> um, it, it's good to see you and, and have you here. So... Um, I'm sure many of our audience um, are familiar with you because my 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 crowd they're they're pretty conscious they're pretty aware of stuff but of course there might be a few people like I can see from the back end we got some people from around the world like Sweden and France and Bolivia and China so for those people who don't know you mm-hmm. how did a nice Jewish boy from Israel get into shamanism well you you should ask first I how come uh a Russian, a Belarusian, oh, Belarusian Polish ah. descent, who his parents moved to Israel, who was born in Israel, came to New York and met uh, shamans from Ecuador, Brazil, and other countries. <laughs> 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 so we are all connected, absolutely, um, and we all have a, a life purpose or life work that we do, regardless of where we come from. Um, you know, only recently, a few years ago, I found out that my fa- my grand grandfather was a Kabbalistic rabbi in oh, Poland, really? and oh. he was a healer too. And his work was really concentrated on the fight between good and evil, mm. which is uh, a major work that I do for the, quite a few years. Mm-hmm. And so, w- w- the the past and the present really. Um, Coincident, coincidentally happened come together um, and, and uh, I think that that's really uh, the beauty of, of the work in shamanism that we truly realize our life purpose and life work right. here on this earth uh, connecting with our ancestors work mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully uh, we can chart a better future for our grandchildren which I have three of them now ah, so I, uh, it's a very it's a personal journey for me to make sure that uh at least I'll, I can do something to make their future and their their children and their children children to 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 live in a in a world that is a little bit better place than I mm. came into. Yeah, leaving the world a better place than than when we found it. Yeah, you, you know it's interesting. It's, you mentioned and sort of the ancestral work and and the connection. And when I was younger and very scientifically oriented, I really didn't believe much in this idea of like ancestral work and you know connection to our ancestors. But as I've become older, I've realized like there really is real significance and something to it. <laughs> Even if on a real physical, basic level, I mean, our DNA that's in our our bodies, how many generations old is that? And that's all about containing information. So it's how can we not be connected to our ancestors? Well, in, for us in Jewish people in in Europe, it was it was cut off, you know, in right. the Second World War, and so yes. we. We don't know uh, uh, what our DNA. Right, 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 right. Where, where we came from? Where because we came we've from. lost the the, the historical <coughs> record. Exactly. Of it. So, uh, so we have to reclaim that, and I think yes. that for all of us, we have to reclaim it because all humans are are native to their land. Mm. Um, it's it's not that just there is native people. Man. We are all native of this earth, and we all need to find the our connection to our ancestor work and to uh, to the to their wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't disregard their wisdom. That that Man. wisdom, that teaching that they were trying to br- bring back to us, mm-hmm. is what kept human race for so many hundreds of thousands of years yeah. alive. Absolutely. Um, you know, med- medicine and science, what we call science today, yeah. um, is relatively young. Yes. It's, it's you know, medicine as we know it is it's only 200 years old. Right. I, I always kind of laugh when people talk about, you know, quote unquote, traditional medicine versus alternative medicine. And the truth is, alternative <laughs> medicine is really the real traditional medicine of is course. thousands of years old. And, and what we consider modern medicine is actually more alternative medicine is only 200 years old. That's right. And, and you know, I'm, I just finished writing the first manus- the, the manuscript for a new book that will come out. 
uh, next year, and mm-hmm. it really talks about that. It's about the return of the shamanic healing mm. uh, and the failure of the hit and run medicine Ah. that uh, we are ex- experiencing as, as the real thing, you know. Right, right. But there is a, there's a rise in, in, in consciousness and need yes. for people all over, all over the world that they are looking for alternative, alternative uh, to, to the real way of healing. Right. And healing is, is the mind, body, and, and, and spirit. It's mm. not just uh, injections and pills. Right. And um, you, you may want to think about that. I think the, the first aspirin uh, was, was less than 100 years old. Yes. Um, and it was, it was really evolved through using some plants and some mm-hmm. uh, oil companies' uh, product that created the pills. I don't know if you know the, the, the history of pills. No. You may want to look it up because it's very interesting. Really? Um, it, it <laughs> 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 because originally, uh, but originally when, when pharmacies, when doctors were starting to heal people, they weighed the person, they knew the person, and they created uh, personalized medicine for each person. Right. It wasn't, you could not buy it off the shelf. Right, right, right. It is a, a, a latest invention. Right. And in our mind, our modern mind, because of the, the way we market things, we take mm-hmm. medicine that is maybe not necessarily exactly for you right, not, right, not right. tailor made for you mm-hmm. uh, indigenous indigenous healing mm-hmm. is in tailor made for each person right right I'm, I'm mostly familiar with it sort of on the chinese medicine side since in the wellness center we have acupuncturists and my wife is chinese and you know traditionally in china it's like you went to the the Chinese medicine doctor, and he created a specific formula for you with this herb and that root, and then you took it home and you boiled it and you drank this sort of bitter mm-hmm. liquid, but it was like specific for you and it wasn't for anybody else. And so this whole idea of like mass marketing a cure for something it is really antithetical to traditionally the way medicine was practiced which is how everyone is an individual because we are all individuals and everybody's body chemistry and makeup and environment and what they eat and everything is is different so just this idea of like that we can make something the same for everybody is really kind of silly well you can see it in in not just in medicine but you can see it in everywhere yeah. mcdonald is the same everywhere you yeah, go yeah, if, yeah. if you buy it in china or you buy it in israel yes. and the united states <laughs> it's the same mcdonald Yes. <laughs> and and American people would not go into foreign hotels with strange names, but they want to go to a specific Best Western or to yeah. uh, to Hilton, Hilton wherever they go. Oh my God! Disgusting. So there is a familiarity and, and comfort yeah. in in uh, cookie cutter medicine, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not necessarily good for you. Yes, exactly, exactly. Not necessarily appropriate. Okay, let us take a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, let's start talking about like what your inspiration was for your latest book, The Gift of Shamanism. Mm-hmm. And well, let's maybe even talk about just a little bit of how you got into shamanism, just your first experiences, just to teaser people <laughs> sure. a little bit, okay? okay? So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious, Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, with my guest, Itzhak Biri, and we will be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Itzhak Biri, shaman extraordinaire of New York City. So, Itzhak, for, for our audience who, who aren't that familiar with you, how did you initially uh, get involved in, in shamanism? I mean, it's not a typical study for most people <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> um, for me, it, 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 when I reached the the... The tender age of thirty-eight. <laughs> um, oh, just a lad. I was already uh, had a an an art career. I was a painter and a fine uh, artist. I I I, sh- I had a the 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 career maybe that I didn't want to, but I was I was yeah. showing in different galleries and museums and uh, around the world. And um, I had a family with children, and I was doing advertising. I mm-hmm. won quite a few awards in advertising. Oh. But I, there was something that I felt inside me that is dead, that I didn't know where. Mm. I, I, I asked my question, my, myself a question, is, is that everything there is mm-hmm. in this world? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something like a big hole uh, opened in myself, which I never experienced before. Right. And um, it took me quite a few years after that to um, to 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 seek something. And uh, I read a book by Hank Wasselman, who is a wonderful uh, shaman himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's my eyes were opened okay. for these experiences, and I found myself. Uh, um, Relieving some of my questions and answers, getting answers from his books, ah. and it was just amazing, beautiful experiences. In, in many ways, what I get emails now from people who read my book, mm-hmm. they they get the same kind of exp- uh, experience, mm-hmm. uh, which is very rewarding for me. And uh, and uh, he mentioned in this book uh, a workshop he took with Michael Horner, who is uh, the the person that started the um, the shamanic revolution uh, mm. uh, the neo shamanism mm-hmm. and I took his workshop when I came back from Hawaii where I was and um, I found myself um, going to places I never knew exist mm. you know the the unseen worlds right. and I found myself uh, able to heal people or at least bring information to people that personally I would never be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Logically, you would not have access to that kind of information. Yes, without entering into trance uh, or doing the shamanic journey work. And that led me to to a workshop with uh, John Perkins, who uh, later on became the economic hitman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and I went with John to um, Ecuador ah. and on a trip. And, and that trip, we were going from shamans to shamans. But before the trip began, I, I, me and, a fr- and two of my friends went on our own and mm. we, we ended up finding a shaman who became uh, inst- very important and instrumental into my in my life, uh, mm. Don Jose Joaquin Pineda, who in from Iluman, uh. and um, I uh, had an amazing experience, a visionary experience with him. And I came back a year and a half later, and I, I had a, 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 um, a spiritual initiations with him as mm-hmm. he was doing his healing. And then for the the next few years, I was studying with him, uh, ex- right. not studying in the sense of gain, getting an MBA yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in college. Not, not but getting your shaman degree, right? <laughs> no, I didn't get that. Uh, I was initiated by him a few years later, but uh, it was more uh, apprenticeship program. Wow. A program. I mean, I was basically assisting him. Right. Uh, doing hundreds of healing because he used to come here to New York uh, for three months in the spring, three months in the in the fall, and uh, I I did I assisted him in right. everything he did, and slowly he gave me more and more right, right. Uh, roles in the actual healing. Right. And you know, you you start when you study with a shaman, it's it's not necessarily you sit and write notes. You right. you you go and uh, to have lunch with that person, and mm-hmm. he. Talks. It's more about relationship and uh, mm-hmm. how 
because uh, I never really ask questions. It's not something you do in shamanism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just watch and watch, you yeah, see what right. what he does and how, what what the effects of of the process. And that's how I learned. And then I I met another shaman, Ipupiara, when he, he was uh, from Brazil, from the Uru Uwawabu tribe, mm-hmm. uh, people of the stars. And I was apprenticing, working with him for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took groups to Brazil and to the Rio Negro, and I worked with many wow. different tribes there, and uh, together with Jose Joaquin. So, and then I... Uh, in 1997, I established with a group of people the New York Shamanic Circle, and uh, that had enabled me to bring uh, indigenous shamans to New York. and And we did almost a, a monthly workshop with different shamans uh, from all over the world, yeah. from Eskimos to Native Americans to Peruvian, Ecuadorian, African. Chilean, African. So there was a, a lot of. Um, uh, and I, I brought people who I wanted to study with. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, this one sounds interesting. Let's get them to come that, to New York. That's so I true. I, from them. <laughs> I brought people from the Philippines oh, because wow. I really wanted to. There's a big uh, Filipino community here, and I really felt that it's so important to give them the pride in mm-hmm. their tra- tradition. tradition, their own traditions. Yeah. So I brought I brought um, uh, a Filipino two Filipino healers and we brought the community the Filipino community here to to meet them to wow. to have a so it's it's a our the New York shamanic circle is really more about building a community yes. building home for people that they can come and share their experiences uh, without being laughed at or right and i mean nowadays i i feel things are a little bit people are more interested it, it's much more accessible you hear about stuff all the time back then when you started it <laughs> it was still very much like what are these people talking about what's a shaman you know what do you mean going down to the jungles of Peru, <laughs> of brazil right yeah yeah i mean it it, it it's it's beautiful because uh, at that time it says shaman, shaman, sh- what? What? What is it? Now it's um, it sounds like a Hebrew word. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, um, and but now it, it's you know everybody heard about ayahuasca, everybody heard about San Pedro, everybody heard about other plant medicine. Um, mm. There's me- so much more activities in New York City now about yeah. uh, with sh- shamans and shamanism mm. and alternative uh, healing. So it, mm. it becomes mainstream and it's beautiful. It's, it's, yeah. it's really, I feel very rewarded to, to know and to see that a lot of my students are now doing healing. Uh, uh, a lot of my students create their own shamanic circles yeah. and it's, it really spreads. Yeah, um, and that's the beauty of it because really, what we want, we want everybody to un- to understand that they are that they are a shamans. Yeah. There is no group of people, elite group of people who are shamans. That we are all have the ability to become shamans. We all have dreams. We all have visions. We all have the ability to speak kindly to people. We all have uh, the ability right. to hug and kiss people and give yes. them the, the comfort and the, the love that they deserve. Yeah. So these are all um, a product of being a shaman. And so, if we, but when you take the responsibility of your shamanist, your shamanistic re, uh, uh, ability, you become responsible. Mm. You can't right. say that it, did it, somebody did it to me. Right. You have to take responsibility for your healing and for your right. your action because every action you do reflect as we know in the world. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I mean and and it's really it's such a pleasure having you here because you know you have been so instrumental in growing the community here in New York City. And and I think it's really important because if you go to California stuff like this is is very common. But also it's somehow I feel it's not taken as seriously. But when something like this it comes to New York, mm-hmm. it, it, New York being just sort of the central hub of culture and community and communication, that when something gets established here, it really spreads throughout the world. Well, New York is the a much a, it's it's a hardcore city. Yeah, uh, everybody here is stressed. Everybody here have no time to to close their eyes and meditate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if, <laughs> even if they do it, they do it exactly the twenty minutes. That <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, so uh, 
so here it's even more needed yes to bring um this relationship that we have with the elements and with the the weather with ourselves and the environment and i re- shamanism is really about that it's about re- your relationship to the four directions yes it's really your relationship to the four elements yes to the weather to your community so it is about developing relationship it's uh, it's about walking you know by a homeless and a homeless person and not saying it this is not my problem yeah. this is somebody else's problem yeah. uh, or opening your heart yeah. developing relationship yeah that's the that's that's the the core of this work because when you open your heart when you have relationship with with trees you're not going to be so happy to cut the trees right, you, right when you have relationship with people you would not take away their health insurance or 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 their rights to to to, to decide how they want to live their life right it's when you stop having relationship that's when you, you when your heart close and that's where evil spirit as a whole you know that's another subject yeah. but that's where evil spirits really wins right right yeah it's it's when we when we stop seeing our fellow human being as our brothers and sisters yes right and 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 when we stop seeing the the nature around us as something that supports us and enables us to have the life that we have when we get cut off from that like that's when we really lose our spirit and we lose uh, our ability to connect and yeah and it's so important um uh I want to. We're going to take a, a, a break in a second. I just want to start touching upon. Um, you've authored a few books already, right? Or is, or is, two. Or is two. Yeah. So, so what was the, sort of the inspiration for Gift of Shamanism? Well, when I started my path, um, I met uh, a, a reader, a, a ta- I mean, a tarot and oh. crystal reader, ball okay. reader. Uh, named Frank Andrews, who is a okay. quite famous here in New York, with yes. from the era of uh, Warhol and all. Yeah, uh, he became a very good friend of mine. And when I came first to see him, he says, "I see pages, pages, pages in the air." And I said, "You're going to write a book?" And I said, "Me a book? <laughs> <laughs> That's impossible." First, I don't speak English. <laughs> I don't know how to write. Uh, I find all these excuses. He says, no, 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 you're going to write. He says, write down whatever you experience. And I did. Uh, I followed him and I started to write um, these ex- amazing experiences that happened to me. Mm-hmm. All this book, The Gift of Shamanism, is, is really about experiences that I had in the unseen world mm. that materialize in this world. Uh. So... The, and how the the unseen world influence directly mm-hmm. our life here that they're totally together There's, you yeah. can't separate the this just because we don't see right. doesn't mean that uh, they are not true or they don't influence us or that's not present yeah so it's stories from past life experiences it's it's, it's it's stories of how dream messages from dream come to mm. influence our life. It's mes- mm. messages of, of sham- in shamanic journeys and deja vus. And so there's a lot of different uh, stories like that. And I wrote them bas- in many ways because I wanted to prove myself that is I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just to make sure like this really is all real. <laughs> yes. All right, wonderful. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, um, let's maybe uh, talk about some of those messages and, and some of the lessons that you've <laughs> learned, even just in writing the book and capturing that information, okay? Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest is Itzhak Biri, uh, our, our famous New York shaman. So everyone, please stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.
Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone, and now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc. And that's Eastern Standard Time, so join us. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Quick shout out to Orna. Ah, nice to see you uh, watching us on Facebook, Orna. Valerie, Gregory, Slavica, ah, some dear friends. Thank you all for, for tuning in on, on Facebook. And yes, for those uh, just listening, if you want a uh, video and see what Itzak looks like here in studio, you can go to our <laughs> Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Talking Alternative, and you should see our live stream. I'm so glad this is working out. Um, so it's like we were talking before about, you know, how the unseen world affects sort of what we see. And, you know, the truth is, if scientifically even you look at things, we only see a very small spectrum of light with our physical eyes that there's actually a lot more stuff going on <laughs> than we than we perceive with our physical eyes. And even... Our brains, what registers consciously in our brains is only a very tiny percentage. I think I've, I've heard like they did some study like we take in something like two billion bits of information a second, yet only 2000 bits of information actually registers consciously. So there's actually quite a lot going on that we're not really perceiving Um so it actually does make sense that there is more to this world than what we're experiencing through our five senses. And if there is a lot going on, like, yeah, it can actually affect our day-to-day life. Well, if if you take, for instance, uh, the bee's eyes or the fly, uh, the fruit fly eyes, right? they have the capacity of seeing much more than human eyes. Uh, they mm-hmm. they don't see the same world that we do. No. Even cats or yeah. dogs. Yeah. I mean, if you in, in the last workshop that I was t- talking to the students there, I was I tell I told them, just look at yourself as the most primitive uh, creature mm-hmm. who have a very s- limited ability to perceive the world. Mm-hmm. All the other animals all around us see the world in a totally different way. Right, right. And just because we are so limited, that that doesn't mean that what we see is true. Right. In other words... Or is the complete truth. Of course. Yeah. The, 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 the fruit fly see colors in such a, a gamut that we cannot mm. even imagine. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what they see because they have so many more cells in their eyes. Yeah. So for us, it's such an, uh, a terrible assumption mm-hmm. that we know. Right. We really don't know. Right. Our, our smell sense is very weak. Mm. Take any dog, yes. he's better yes. than us. Yes, absolutely. He can smell for thousands of meter or oh. yards <laughs> away <laughs> and hear. Yes. We don't hear. Yes. We don't, we really s- very limited. Yes. We are handicapped creatures. Yes. yes. And we, we have attempt to rule the universe. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, kind of ironic, right? We think we, we, you know, in the West especially, we're so... 
stuck in our heads and we think we know everything, yet we're really not even perceiving 1% of what's going on around us. Absolutely. And I think that that, that, that really, as, you, as I go personally into this journey, and I'm doing it for 20 years now, or 21 years, uh, I kn- mm. today I know that I don't know. Mm. Really, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, I'm touching a, a little bit of knowledge. Right. It, it's not that I can't talk about it for for hours and hours and hours, and 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 I know a little bit, but but the understanding that I truly don't know. Yeah. We are touching. We don't know how many dimensions there are for the universe. We right. don't know where this wisdom came from. Right. We don't know where the the iCloud comes from, where right. how we connect to it. Right. We don't know what the influence of our ancestor on ourselves. We, right. we we hardly even I mean I have the gift of seeing so I can seize people's thoughts or I can uh, see wh- them. What do you mean by that the gift of seeing? Well, I can perceive. Okay. Uh, what we call spirit, okay, uh, or holograms, okay. So uh, around each of us, there are there's a there are spirits. Mm. We are not alone. No, I understand. It's pretty crowded out there. It's pretty crowded for some people. Yeah, that's why we need to do la limpia or, or cleansing ceremony uh-huh. to remove negative energy and to remove ancestry blockages and all that. Can I put and you on the spot for a second? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to ask, right? About your grandmother? Oh, no. I was just going to ask who's around me, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, she's there. My grandmother. <laughs> I'm with my mom's grandma, my mom's mm-hmm. mom, and my mm-hmm. dad's mom. My mom's mom. Your mom's, yeah. Ah, okay. All right, cool. All right, tell her I well, say hi. I've, you know, I've actually never met any of my grandparents. They all passed before my parents married, yeah. so. Yeah. Oh. But any it... It's all there. Yeah. The fact that some people see visually like like I do, and some mm-hmm. people have a, more of a feeling, intuition. Right, right. The different clairs, right? Yeah. The clair audience, clair sentience, um, uh, clair. Like f- I consider myself clair cognizant. Like I just know things sometimes. Yeah. yeah but mm-hmm. I know other people. They're more clair sentient. They feel things. Exactly. See things. Yeah. So, it, it, but the, the ability, the intuitive ability is built in in our genes mm. and it's built in in our genes because of the our own survival yeah we would not have that if we didn't need this way of perceiving the world for our own physical survival on this earth right we need to know when where danger come from right right, right. we need to know the weather right. to to predict the weather we it's part built in with our senses. Yeah. The fact that we don't pay attention uh, to it most ex- of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Right. Right. So, so like the subtitle of your book, Gift of Shamanism, is Visionary Power, Power, Ayahuasca Dreams and Journeys to Other Realms. So that's, I guess, part of the visionary power, right? That when yeah. we can learn to perceive more than what's just f- appears to be physically in front of us that that actually gives us power to to empower us to live better lives to to um to to be safer to to know a, a good course of action to follow yes and that is very important you know also once you start to perceive the world in a larger way mm-hmm. you start to develop relationship Mm-hmm. With with the energy of the trees, the energies yeah. of the mountains, the energy of water, the energy of your ancestors, yeah. you, you become integrated. Mm. It's not just you against the universe. Mm. And I think that that's really a disease of the Western world. Yeah. That we think yeah. that we are separate from the world. We right. are integrated. We are one animal together with the rest. We are right. our future is in. In, ingrained with all of us, everything around us, right. it's not separated. We cannot control. <laughs> we not control. We cannot control the weather. Mm, right. We can right. destroy. Yes. But we can control. Right. And 
I think that that's when you start to have this responsibility, then you're responsible for any recycling, every 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 tree that you cut, everything that right. you know, every mine that you dig in, every every pollution that you throw. It's you become you you live with the earth. Right, right, and and you know it's it's really by not being conscious and being connected to the planet, we're really only hurting ourselves i mean we're hurting other animals too but ultimately like when i hear people say oh we've got to save the planet save the planet i always kind of say to myself no the planet is going to be around long after we are it's we've got to save the environment for ourselves because if we don't we're going to make things so toxic that us as human beings are not going to be able to survive well you can see it now i mean the rise the rise of cancer Yes. The rise of diabetes. You know yes. that diabetes now is from 2008 until now. It's only eight years. Oh, yeah. It's, it's qua- quadruple. Quadruple. It's crazy. Now, you ask yourself, why? Because of the, all the processed food, because right. of the GMO, because of right. all the Monsanto, and because of the the, the food industry is, is our, our biggest enemy of, of right. our health. Right. It, and the people who are sitting in those corporations, do, they don't believe that their children will eat the same crap that they give us to eat? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't understand it. You know, the, the, the whole concept that I learned a long time ago, even, even from a sort of a self-centered point of view, the idea of enlightened self-interest. You know, we think like, oh, these people are just selfish, but... It, it's like we get cut off from the fact that when we do what's right for other people, we're doing what's right for ourselves as well, yet somehow we think we're immune to the effects of, of what's going, what we're doing. Well, I think, I think it's a part of our responsibility too. We have to stop eating this kind of food. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when, I mean, I mean why do you have to eat this? All these garbage you buy in supermarkets. Right. Stop right, it. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, stop I, it, then 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 these big corporations will change. Right. It, you know, th- those people who sit in the corporations, they have a lot of pressure too. Right. They have to to because you buy their stocks, they have to perform. Right. So change your way. We have right. to change our vote, way. Vote with your wallet. I say all the time. Yeah. All the time. Vote with your wallet. Uh, we just got a couple of minutes before break, but I did want to touch upon the, the next subtext, which is ayahuasca dreams, as we, we kind of briefly mentioned during the break when people couldn't hear us. And, and you said you have sort of a, a little bit of a controversial uh, uh, attitude towards ayahuasca because it's becoming very popular. I've interviewed, I interviewed this guy who was like an advertising executive who went down to uh, Peru and had an ayahuasca ceremony and totally changed his life and this and that. And it's, I just want you to contribute your perspective because so many people are are, are really talking about it now. I'll be happy to. Oh, okay. All right. So I'll tell you, we'll go out to break and we'll do that right when we come back. Everybody, you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m. and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now. TalkingAlternative.com 
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been talking this hour with Itzhak Biri, uh, New York shaman extraordinaire. Um, so before we went to break, uh, I mentioned about ayahuasca and, and that you have sort of a different take on it compared to a lot of shamans out there. So I'm curious, what's your perspective on that particular plant? Well, for the first thing is that ayahuasca is not shamanism. No, it's it's plant medicine. Okay. Yeah. So when people say, oh, I do shamanism, and they say, I've taken ayahuasca, that doesn't mean that you are a shaman. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. The second thing is that you have to understand that the people who administer ayahuasca, they are not shaman. Mm-hmm. Or most of them are not shamans. Right. They are ayahuasqueros, uh, which means they are trained to hold the visions mm-hmm. while they give other people ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they are healers. Mm-hmm. So if something happened mm-hmm. during ayahuasca ceremony, right. they don't know how to handle it. Right, right. You know, I was offered to become ayahuasquero and I refused mm-hmm. in Brazil. Ah. That's not part of my tradition. I see. But you want to do it ayahuasca ceremony with a, with a shaman with a real shaman mm-hmm. not just the guy who can pump music yeah. and uh and and give you some songs mm-hmm. you want to have a person who, that you that actually can move energy and change energy and they can do the la limpia as you doing the ceremony mm-hmm. that he can pull the negative energy the the, the poison arrows mm-hmm. they can walk into your your energy field and and pull what what you came here for healing mm-hmm. ayahuasca is about healing it's not about vision right right so a lot of people are coming because it's very popular because it's some some rock stars and <laughs> models took yeah. that and, and it's yeah, very yeah. famous. But I think that they come for the wrong reason. It's yes. What my take on it is that, um, and I've done a, uh, these ayahuasca ceremonies, um, mm-hmm. mostly with healers, with shamans, mm-hmm. <clears throat> is that um, we in the West are inflicted with the biggest in, uh, disease is our greed mm, yeah and it's gr- greed is not just money no greed no. is also spiritual yeah. and i think that we are what we are importing to the indigenous world is our greed mm. we are coming there we are shelling so much money to peruvian and ecuadorians and mm-hmm. other colombians uh, shamans or right like shamans mm-hmm. that it's changed the ecosystem uh, the economics of the tribes uh. what it does is that a, a person that m- never needed money in right. tribes all right. of a sudden come back from the united states with a pocket full of fifty thousand right. dollars what the hell is going to do sorry <laughs> what is going to do with fifty thousand dollars in the forest right or in a community by the forest right so a lot of them are changing the way the community function. Mm. All of the Sundays are rich men mm-hmm. and poor relatives. Mm. Right. And I know a few of those who divorce, broke uh, the family down. They create jealousy. They create, they create envy in their mm. communities. So every cup you drink mm-hmm. have a price. Mm-hmm. And it's not the price that you pay for this the ayahuasca that give you the ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. It's the prices what the the the, the greed the the monetary right, greed right, right, that right. the Peruvian shamans or or ayahuasca mm-hmm. does when he comes back home. Right, right. The effect, the 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 broader effect of the exchange. Exactly. Gotcha. We every time that you drink ayahuasca here and there are some people here who drink 80 times 60 times 100 times that they drink every week every other week that's crazy every cup you drink your responsibility is not just for your your spiritual enlightenment right your responsibility is for the forest mm. your responsibility is how much 
ayahuas uh, or how much copy how much the the the, the vine is cut mm. it takes hundreds of years to grow a vine oh really how ma- how many uh chacarona leaves you cut mm. to get the dmt yeah there are some places that they can't plant anymore uh. so you are destroying the forest you are destroying the eco society the economics of the villages mm-hmm. and when i was in uh, uh in the rio negro in brazil mm-hmm. a sh- one of the shaman from the tucanos came to us mm-hmm. and he s- he asked us to participate in a ceremony because he said that the spirit of ayahuasca came to the elders in the amazon and it says that it's very angry mm-hmm. i i thought it was because of us because we came to we did disrespected somehow the the spirit of ayahuasca mm-hmm. but he said no no it's not a nothing but the with you it's it's us mm. we we don't respect the spirit of ayahuasca we abuse it mm. and you know the shaman that i w- work with him there in in our group had a rolex watch mm. and he have a boat <laughs> he was a he was a tour guide and uh-huh. after he did the afternoon ceremony for us, he mm-hmm. went and took his boat full of ayahuasca, still tripping, went across the river and did another 40 or 50 people a ceremony there. Mm-hmm. This guy made thousands of dollars mm-hmm. wa- in one day. Mm-hmm. What did he do with the money? What did he, did he contribute to the, to the whole community? Mm-hmm. I see. I and see I and here. and the other part is that when you take ayahuasca, ayahuasca give you a message. Right. It helps you. It guides you. Right. Every message is very important. Right. So it takes time to integrate to understand what the message is. Right. And for and, myself, and, and that's one of the big issues these days is there's not enough su- integra- support on integration. And that's one of the things. And in, in, in what I'm trying to do is it's really about building community and integration because you have this peak spiritual experience. But how are you integrating it into your day to day life? And many people don't. Right. Now, I'm still integrating the same message that I received <laughs> in, 1997, <laughs> in 1997. Wow. And this is a life work. Yes. And so a person that does that 80 times, yeah. what, are he, what, what he or she takes out of that? Yeah. It, it is a, a total spiritual greedy, greediness. Right. And I think that you cannot be enlightened by drinking ayahuasca 80 times more than you can take it with one. Yeah. And I think that another part is that ayahuasca traditionally is a medicine to clear your digestive system. Mm-hmm. And we don't pay attention to that because right. what it does, it's really about removing parasites and bacteria from your, from di- from your stomach and digestive system. And that will change the, or create health in the person's so you want to tell me that uh, you that live in the Western world with yeah. refrigeration and, and, and f- <laughs> fresh food right. needs 80 times to wash your system? Right. It's right. depleting. Right. So I, I spoke about it in a conference in London mm-hmm. with, with our plant, uh, plant conference and the, the people who organized this event were very upset and very angry. Yeah, I'm sure. But I think that it's, this voice has to be heard Yes, because it has become so popular. And talking about popularity, you know, in Peru today, you go to the market mm-hmm. and you buy prepackaged ayahuasca with yeah. a bowl. Yeah, yeah, I heard. I heard now. I, I have one. Get it. Oh my God, it's amazing. I so, it. I mean, it becomes... Where's the sacredness, right? It becomes mass market and it's no longer a sacred ceremony. And I think that's where a lot of this, like this greed, it loses the sacredness of what's really supposed to happen in ceremony. I mean, a ceremony is supposed to be a sacred event, but if you're just going in and tripping and you're not honoring the spirit, you're losing the whole point. We've only got a couple of minutes left. It's been wonderful having you here. 
I'm just wondering, what do you hope people will get from reading your book, Gift of Shamanism? What are you looking to inspire in people? What I really want them to get is that in spite of themselves, Mm -hmm. there is a shaman residing inside them. (laughs) And I'd like them to, through my, my stories, to reconnect with that ability mm-hmm. to connect to the other sides to the to this to the to the unseen world to all these mm. spirits that are waiting for them mm. and through that to develop relationship a deeper relationship to the environment and for the ch- children and families and communities mm. but at first you have to own your shamans within you Hmm. because we are all shamans we all have the ability and we all have the responsibility to take care of the environment our families, our communities and 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 ourselves each other, yeah, ourselves and each other absolutely Um, well thank you so much Itzhak for taking time out of your busy schedule Uh, the Shamanic uh, circles here in New York, they're still going on, right? Yes, uh, we are 19 years. Uh, Great. <laughs> um, yeah, it's org. Okay, wonderful. And if people yeah. want to get a hold of you or learn more about you? They can Google my name or they can <laughs> 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 they can go to itzakbiri.com. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you once again. You're very it's welcome. been a pleasure having you here. I hope you guys enjoyed this special broadcast. Thank you, Orner. I see those uh, wonderful hearts from the Facebook stream. I'm glad you, you listened in. Um, and everybody, I appreciate, as always, um, everybody listening on online and through the live stream um once again for those who uh, missed my announcement last hour um i will be giving a ted talk on april 26th at tedx upper west side please go to tedxupperwestside.com you get a discount if you get your tickets before april 20th and actually if anyone's interested tonight uh april uh uh, 14th um, is the local Manhattan Holistic Chamber of Commerce meeting starting at 6 o'clock and you can go to manhattanholisticchamber.com I believe is the website or just Google Manhattan Holistic Chamber of Commerce if you'd like to come. Thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure. I will talk to you all next week. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m., and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. 
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 